Welcome to Humanity Evolve with your host, Catherine Calarco. This program will bring your life, family, and community together by focusing on the new technologies and innovations that define your world in an open and relaxed forum of ideas and discussion. Now, here is Catherine Calarco. Welcome to Humanity Evolve. This is Catherine Calarco, and today shows a very exciting opportunity to get an insider's view with powerful women in tech. And the idea for this show is to share insights and information to enable you to succeed in your life, in your with your family, in your community, and make a positive difference in the world. We're at an, a time in our uh, evolution where we're being challenged more and more by technology, and also how to infuse humanity into that technology and a sure that we take people with us and that we are now caretakers or curators of this planet and and the world within it and if you have the ability to make a difference we are called upon to do that and also to just and learn to live and be more kind with each other so today's show is is about well all the shows but today specifically is about women in technology and women in in the leading edge of innovation and today's guests are two amazing ladies and 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 friends of mine and colleagues, I, I want to introduce you to Maggie Robb. Now, Maggie is currently head of operations at Spire.io, and she she has come from a, an amazing background, including a planning specialist at Reebok and also a global supply chain manager at Adidas and Apple. So that's a, a lot of technology companies, and she's going to share some insights on, on her experiences across those. The second uh, person we have today, I'm very lucky to have two guests, is Casey. Casey Wilson. Casey runs product management and product partnerships at Spire.io, and she's basically worked with China as the first in China as the first person-to-person microfinance platform called. Wokai, am I saying that right, Casey? Yep, that's exactly it. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, and we were talking a little bit about the break. So, Casey and, and Maggie, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for, for being with us and talking to our listeners today. Thanks for having us here. Yeah, we're really excited to be chatting with you, too. Okay, awesome. So, Maggie, what inspired you to get into technology and sort of tell us a little bit about your journey and, and what uh, what inspired you to be part of this? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, really, my background started in business. Um, my whole life, even when I was like a little kid, I used to actually try to peddle some arts and crafts wares like door to door in my neighborhood. I don't know why I did that, but you know, I think it kind of led me in a path of business actually. So I, I went to business school. I worked, um, at Reebok and Adidas, um, you know, a a softer good industry than tech. Um, and I was there for three years. I lived in, um, Amsterdam and was at a point where I wanted to do something different. So I uh, decided to get my MBA Again, still in the business world. Um, <laughs> but during that program, I had the awesome opportunity to have an internship at Apple. Um, and my passion, you know, is is more about the curiosity and un, like and just learning. And so yeah. I think that Apple, my, you know, my background in supply chain has the best supply chain in the world. Right. And I was, you know, I jumped at the opportunity to work there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that was my lead in into tech, um, and my first real serious exposure into, um, you know, this, the specific tech world. Um, and so I, I, I did my internship. I, I worked my butt off that summer and, um, you know, I, I came out with a full-time job offer and ended up spending, um, three and a half years there in their, um, procurement, uh, space. So, after that, you know, amazing experience learning how um, supply chain works for the tech industry, which is really amazing. Um, mm. You know, I was able to come to Spire, which is a smaller company, much broader, much broader role within this space and really utilize all the business skills that I have in, um, you know, bringing the tech industry forward. And that's kind of where I've landed is that after all of the experience that I have more on the business side and in software goods industries, I think that the the that tech is everywhere and it's inspiring and it moves so fast and there are so mm-hmm. many innovators um, that that's really where I've like, you know, am motivated and that's what keeps me 
um, excited to wake up every day. Awesome. And when you talk about, you know, the technology being everywhere, it's so true. It's almost embedded in in shoes and in apparel and the, everything in the kitchen. I mean, it's it, tech is pervasive, you know, and, and you see, and, and is that like what's calling you is this kind of connection between the business world and being able to create innovative and realize the potential of the technology within the, with for consumers and for individuals? Yeah, absolutely. I think the lines between tech and, you know, soft goods and other products are really, um, you know, blurring. And tech as an industry, you know, I think, well, I guess I think it operates more as a function now than an industry because you find it in every other industry that exists, whether it's apparel, whether it's kitchenwares, whether it's baby or anything, you know, there is some element of tech that is coming through. And I think as as products evolve and as people of you know evolve and finding different benefits out of you know technology products it, it's everywhere and yeah. um yeah you know we were talking just before the show about how it's so important that um you know there's a very diverse group that's contributing to the future of what products we are using um and i think that that definitely drives me that I see the future, you know, evolving so quickly and, and want to be able to kind of have a voice in how that looks. Absolutely. I think it's important to have that diverse view and diverse voice into the technology or in the products that use technology to be created because it needs to work for for the customer base or for the for the application that it's done. And if it's not being built with that voice in it, you're, you're in a way you kind of miss out on the on the on realizing the potential of that innovation. Exactly. So I think it's it's important to have. I mean, even like you said, you know, you, you caught the you're in the business bug. You know, you're an entrepreneur. I mean, I remember selling vegetables when I was a kid as well. You know, we grew zucchini and we went and sold it to the neighbors. Yeah, and, you know things like that. And I think you carry that forward, the natural curiosity, the natural uh, talent associated with being able to uh, deliver what people want. Um, so I think it's absolutely imperative uh, that we have this gender gap and this diversity gap is is filled with curious, capable, innovative people, even if they're not engineers or, or scientists, that they you can be involved in technology and make a difference. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, so, so, so Casey, tell us about your story and, and China and how you got there and what, what brought you back. It's an amazing journey and, and a very interesting global view. Yeah, so I, um, from when I was really young, I've always been interested in like equalizing opportunity. You know, some of us are born into lives that where we have so much opportunity and others might be more intelligent, more hardworking, and, you know, barely be able to get enough food on the table for their families. And so when I got to college, I wanted to find what is my way to contribute to support the equalization of opportunity. And while I was there, I got really interested in kind of economic development um, and learned a bit about China. So that was 2003 just when there was starting to be kind of a China buzz in the air, which is hard to believe because now it's so kind of pervasive in our news. And I felt like if I moved to China for five to 10 years, I could really see a hundred years of poverty alleviation at a normal pace and really learn about what hinders it, what fosters it, and be able to, you know, support that around the world. And about six months into my time in China, uh, one of my roommates actually had been doing microfinance uh, for about three years in China. And uh, came up to me and she was like, we need to start a microfinance nonprofit together. And I have these two different ideas. Um, One was starting a model similar to an organization called Kiva, which is an online platform where you can see people from all over the the world that want to start small businesses and you can help finance their loans. Um, And that didn't exist in China. And so we thought, wow, if we can create a platform like that, you can connect over 200 million um, people in cities who have disposable income with the 200 million people that are living on less than $2 a day. Um, and so that model was really interesting to me, um, mostly because of the technology side of things um, and the ability to really create leveraged impact and, and bring people from such disparate worlds together. Cool. And, and was that brought on by, I mean, was your background uh, economics or design? Yeah, so or Economics, poverty alleviation, China, yeah. 
Awesome. And so when in, in terms of actually getting involved in that, the, the aspect, did you realize that? Were you able to, through that, the vision of what you were doing, create that impact? And, and what brought you back uh, to, to the U.S. Uh, and, and to get involved in the wearable and digital health technology? Yeah, so we started the organization. We were both 23 and hadn't really had many real jobs at that point. Um, we built it into um, the first kind of microfinance platform in China. Um, we had over 200 volunteers in 20 cities around the world and supported about 4,000 people to start small businesses. Um, we basically reached the point where we needed a local Chinese person to really take it to the next level. Um, we weren't able to find the right person, so we ended up closing down. But our loan capital is going to support about 8,000 people over the next 10 years to start small businesses. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and then I moved back to the States. And I, well, I'd run a, a tech nonprofit. I like, couldn't code myself. And so after moving back here, I read the book, The Lean Startup, and it really changed my thinking around entrepreneurship. You know, rather than the perfect idea, it's a kind of iterative learning process. Right. Um, and that really resonated with me. And so I decided to take a step back, learn how to code, and then worked for about two years as a full stack web developer here in San Francisco to try to really learn how do you create really awesome products, um, you know, whether I was actually building them myself or working on the product side of things. And so um, I did that for about two years and then tried to do my own startup related to technology and personal development, discovered that... Um, it's really not that fun for me to work on my own. And so I uh, decided to try to find another organization that was doing similar work and uh, luckily had a bunch of mutual friends from Spire and uh, joined Spire working on product. Awesome. And so in, in a way that you both have taken, this, this ended up in the same place, but journeyed through different ways of getting there. You know, one through entrepreneurship and, and really looking at the social impact and, and the other through uh, large organizations and learning world-class best practices associated with delivering innovation to the market. And really that, that diversity of background and skill is what the organization needs to actually go into this exponential growth phase. So, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a great combination. So in terms of that, you know, what, um, so what insights do you have or uh, areas that you've learned along the journey that have helped you to adapt to the quick pace changes in technology? So, you know, Maggie, you were at Apple and Apple is a very dynamic organization, but it also is very resource rich, you know. So in, in your view, how, what skills did you bring to that and what things did you learn in that experience that enabled you to kind of step that next level up? Yeah, um, uh, I think there's a lot. I mean, going, I think for me, going into Apple was a whole new world. Um, they moved so fast. Um, the the pace that technology um, develops and is brought to mass production is unbelievable. And compared to the apparel world where you plan, um, maybe you have some raw material plan nine months out in advance. That would be the entire that would be the entire development cycle for certain products that Apple was releasing, um, and it was never without a hiccup. And you know, you said, "Is are there insights or or like you know what did I learn?" And and that's actually one thing that I learned is that there will always be a hiccup. There is always going <laughs> to be so something <laughs> something that goes wrong. You know, like your schedule. You know, most likely it's going to change, but you do whatever you can to st- stick with it and you kind of plan for something to go wrong and you, you don't get surprised. You don't freak out. You, you, every decision leads to your next decision. So if, if something went wrong, it's okay. What do I, what decisions are in front of us to fix it? What options do I have? How do I, um, you know, how do I resolve this in the, in the best way? Um, and it's a little bit of that resilience that I bought, brought was, um, was that I was, uh, that I got from the, those experiences because it, you know, you, you, it, sometimes in certain instances, one thing goes wrong, another thing goes wrong, another thing. And you think, oh no, it's never, you know, I'm never going to get out of this dark tunnel. <laughs> I, I, it's I, never going to be you know, it's, it's just one, you know, one bad thing happens after another. Right. But that's, that was, you know, those were the challenging times where you put your head down, you do the work 
and eventually you come out on the other side and and the the project or product that you were working on is actually completed and it comes to launch and at apple i mean it was amazing because these were you know seen globally nationwide big launch you know like it was in the news and so that for me was um you know one example of putting the work in seeing the results at a very specific level and and really starting to appreciate the hard work and having patience for the issues that would go wrong and just figuring out how to plan for them and coming out with something great yeah, awesome. And it was kind of like, I, from what you're saying, it's it's a little bit like understanding that, yes, things are going to go wrong. And two, in the moment, you can use decisions to to decide how to progress things forward in an iterative way, iterative way. And then also, even though there's a, it feels like it's one disaster after another, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that the collective intelligence of the group can navigate out of that to create global impact. And I think that's, you know, I feel that women often bring that, you know, and we're about to two minutes to the break, but I, I really want to have uh, Casey kind of talk to that point, sort of like through your journey uh, of from entrepreneurships, you know, what it, what sort of were the key insights that you gained that you now need to use based on the experiences of your past? Um, I think one huge lesson for me was just uh, finding out really what makes me thrive um, mm. and what I do on a day-to-day or hour-to-hour business that you know, both aligns with my strengths as well as, you know, makes me feel really fed and excited at the end of the day. Um, And one thing that was really fun about starting an entrepreneurship was that in starting our organization, we were two people at first and then four and six and eight. And so you start out being really generalist and doing almost everything and then you slowly specialize. Um, And then moving more into engineering and product, it's, it's really been a fun process over the last 10 years, really refining um, what makes me tick um, yeah. and, and really moving in that direction. And so I would just urge anyone who, you know, is considering exploring new avenues or trying different hats um, to do that because I think it's a really rewarding process. Yeah, absolutely. I think that w- when you keep that curiosity and you really learn what what lights you up, what what delivers spark, what wakes you up in the morning and you're like, yeah, I'm on. And then w- how to b- keep that energy going is is truly following your bliss. And I, I highly encourage people to do that. Even when things get tough and you feel like you're super dark and you can't get can't get things fixed, there's that that sort of passion keeps you moving forward through it because you know that there's uh, a higher sense or a global impact and things that can happen that are positive to reinforce the path you chose. Uh, we're going to go to break and uh, we're going to listen to our sponsorship, uh, which is uh, from Spire.io. And I also want to uh, have you come back after the break because we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like to be a woman in in the in this industry, in leading innovation organizations in technology. And we're also going to share some very deep insights about challenging and opportunistic situations and how insights that we can share with each other that help us to perform at our best. This is Catherine Calarco with Humanity Evolve and our guests, Casey Wilson and Maggie Robb. It is our pleasure to be with you. We'll see you after the break. or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. This 
This is Humanity Evolve with Catherine Calarco. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. Again, that's 1-866-613-1612. Or you may send an email to info at ccalarco.com. Now, back to Humanity Evolve. We're back. This is Catherine Calarco with Humanity Evolve, and I've got Maggie Robb and Casey Wilson with me today talking about power women in tech and the deep insights that we can share with each other. It's really our goal here is to share what works, to share insights, to encourage each other and support each other to make a impact. And all of us have a gift. We, all, As I said in our first show, we all have this seed of light or this gift we have to the world. And whether it's big or small or super important or it seems insignificant, it's all important. And now is the time for us to actually share that and, and live through that. Even if it's just doing something as simple as being kind to each other, or it's following your aspiration and learning to be an engineer or getting into tech or you know, starting to understand that global supply chain management. It's about taking that step. And so all of us have actually done that. We've all been part of making a difference worldwide from entrepreneurship internationally, you know, from my work overseas in, in over 10 different countries, and also with the work with MIT and, and with the wearables and digital health industry for the last 10 years. It's really about delivering the promise of technology to help humanity. And so I'd like to talk with Casey and Maggie a little bit about some of the challenges and successes they've had as women in technology or in their businesses and in their career and how just give us some stories and examples and and share these insights so we have an opportunity to learn from each other and support each other. So, Casey, you, you want to start with a, a story that you might have that you want to share with the audience that sort of shows the challenges and as a woman what's done. I mean, to be honest, I, I've never felt like a woman in industry, So, but but I understand there's there's issues or differences. So, I'm starting to be able to tease that out. But in general, I've never, it's never held me back. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll start with... Uh, some stories of the women that we worked with in rural China, because um, yeah. I was just incredibly inspired by them as entrepreneurs. Um, we we worked uh, all throughout China, and and one of the groups that we worked with was in Inner Mongolia province, so right up near Russia in China, and it's a uh, these very arid lands um, and vast deserts. And uh, one woman that we worked with. Uh, she took out a small loan about 10 years before to uh, purchase a, a lamb and uh, that she was going to raise and then sell and earn money to help support her family. And at, at that time, she was living in a 40-person village and um, really didn't have any sort of confidence. Um, and in her local community, was kind of at the lowest rung um, in terms of status and, and respect. Um, and she didn't even have the confidence herself to take out this loan. The the nonprofit that she worked with um, encouraged her and told her that they would give her support and she could really succeed. Um, so she decided to take out that loan. She raised that lamb. Um, she was able to sell that at market, um, take out another loan to increase her business. Um, and by the time that I met her, she was the mayor of her local village. Um, she'd sent her son to college. Um, and just had so much life and so much confidence. Um, And so one thing that we saw in working with women is that, um, you know, I think that that shows a few different kind of emblematic traits of women. One is like maybe a little less confidence, um, a little less bravado and feeling that that she would have the skills or or be entitled to actually start her own business. Um, Mm -hmm. But also that you know, in earning money that she would want to use it to support her family, to support her child, um, and really kind of bring up the whole community. Right, right. That's an amazing story. And I think the the factors that you mentioned is something that is often studied um, and reported on is that, you know, women will go for something when they're 100% sure that they can succeed in it or can understand it or can do it well, where men are often 70% or 60% or 50% sure, you know, and I think that as women, we need to support each other when we, we have the heart's desire and want to do something, but are maybe don't have the initial confidence or a little more aware of the broad impact and that exactly. we actually take each other across that line you know and yeah, actually we see that every day 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And do you see that within the, you know, within working within a, a, an organization or in a, in a company itself? Do you see that kind of play out? Or is it, it's really more when you were working um, directly with the entrepreneurs in China? I see, a, I see it day to day within within our organization slightly. Um, I see it much more like if I look at kind of the entrepreneurial Silicon Valley world where you have right. a lot of startup founders who most of which are just figuring it out. Um, and there are many, many, many reasons, as Maggie mentioned, that an idea can not go right. Um, right. But you, a lot of male entrepreneurs just kind of tend to exude the sense and, and, you know, internally believe it as well that, that, you know, they will be the ones to succeed. Um, and I think with women, we're much more likely to, to think through, well, here are the 99 reasons why I might not succeed. And yeah, my idea is interesting, but there are a lot of other great ideas out there. Um, and I think that can be really good because it helps um, women see the complexity of the situation and we don't try to oversimplify it or create a plan that's not reasonable. But right. then on the other side of things, you know, it can hold us back a little bit. Right, right. And it, it kind of, you kind of articulated the, the nece- necessity of balance because you don't want the hubris and bravado that's empty. And you also don't want the reluctant to move forward, but a brilliant idea. So you, you kind of need that internal higher male, higher female a- contribution within an organization to balance out, to realize the strengths of both and make it to create that innovation that you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So, so Maggie, do you have a story of a challenge or a success and, and view of being a woman in a, a global organization and how you created impact? Um, yeah, I think, you know, along similar, very similar uh, veins that, that Casey was, you know, referring to in terms of being a, wim- uh, a woman, you know, in technology and in a space where, um, you you know you do kind of have a minority bo- voice. It can be very just intimidating to you know be part of it, right. and I think that's a lot of what does you know get into our heads as we you know go through our lives and, and make decisions. And I remember one of my first experiences going to China as a um, global supply manager um, and working you know with very large factories um, and meeting with the upper management. They were all male Chinese, um, you know, and and I think I was, I was very intimidated, nervous, um, not really sure. I, you know, I have experience, but I don't know what kind of experience they have. You always kind of weigh yourself against your surroundings. And, and through that whole process, I think there is a lot of self-doubt. Mm. Um, but what I found actually was that, you know, it, it wasn't that bad. I didn't right. have to be as intimidated as, as I felt on the inside. And going to dinner with, you know, 15 or so Chinese men, they were very pleasant. They were, you know, so nice, so welcoming. They really, you know, you know they wanted to do business with me. They yeah. didn't mind that I was a female or, you know, American or whatever. And it, and it was a really... Um, interesting experience I mean of course there were awkward moments because you know that's what happens in uh you know cross-cultural situations a lot of the time but right um it was more you know just kind of those types of experiences that I had one after another that um made me less afraid um, mm. and less you know hesitant to move forward and and stand up for myself, my company, you know, what we were asking for or, um, you know, get a result that, that we wanted. And I think, you know, those experiences have built upon upon themselves and kind of made me who I am today so that now I do feel like, you know, I can speak up um, in a meeting with new people in my organization and that, you know, we all of our voices do matter and that, it's, it's really mostly intimidation that holds us back. I think a lot of the points Casey made about the views that women have that are, you know, we do kind of overthink things, which is, you know, great in some ways because we're looking at the big picture. We're looking at all the what ifs that might happen. Mm-hmm. And if we're able to, you know, somewhat get over the fear of voicing them, I think a lot of it is really valuable. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that's kind of where I've, I've come out is that just, you know, not 
trying not to fall back on that intimidation and not saying no, taking the one step forward, walking into that room, you know, doing whatever it is that you're a little bit afraid to do um, has built upon itself. And, and I think, you know, if, if women just take one step at a time, you know, it builds upon itself and you end up at the end of a very interesting path. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that insight of, you know, it, even when you're afraid, step into it, right? So the the idea of, yeah, that's kind of normal and you're in, on the right path and that's part of learning and, and actually know that you're there for a reason, that, that you have the abilities, that you, um, that, that this is what is needed and that then that's reflected, you know, like you, um, you know, I've never, one of the things that I notice, you know, you you are very well heard. You know, when when Maggie's in a meeting, people listen to her, <laughs> and, and I think that's important for women is to have that voice at the table. And and I think what's great about Maggie is I I'm sure that's fire tested. I'm sure that you've you know thrown in the deep end a few times, and you actually learn how to be efficient and heard and things like that. So I think that's a great uh, analogy to and lesson for everyone is to really think about you know, not being afraid of this, or if you are afraid, okay, that's that, but I'm still doing it, <laughs> you know, right. Right. I'm still getting into it, and and I can do this, you know, and you might come across a little nervous to begin with, but in fact, that's probably not what everyone else is seeing, because most other people are in their own heads, thinking about, oh my gosh, am I going to embarrass her, or I need to be overly aware, and you know, this just, things are going on, and I think that it's really about, if you've got a shared goal, that you navigate through it, and, uh, and you keep putting your foot one step in front of the other other and right right you somewhere right yeah another you know aspect that it makes me think about is some of you know the the tech industry Casey alluded to like the Silicon Valley entrepreneurs I think the news that can come out of this area can have a lot of you know there are negative stories and it those contribute I think to the intimidation potentially of of women who do want to step into this industry um and while those things do exist I think the majority of the time you know we don't talk about all of the good experiences that we've had and why we are you know this is exactly why we're talking to you today but yeah you know, why we are where we are and and why it's so great and why we need more women. And I think it's it's awesome, Catherine, that you, you know, are, this is what you're publicizing. You're publicizing the positive side of working in tech and, and all of those great things. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's really important that we do um, put the positive messages out there because it can be scary when you hear some of the things, um, you know, that come out, Uber, whatever, you know, and, and not every company, not every button, you know, not every situation yeah. ends up like that by any exactly. Means. And so it's that that aspect adds to the intimidation. Uh huh. You know, so it's yeah, difficult, but you keep walking. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, well, thank you. It's so nice to hear. I mean, it's really important that we actually celebrate women in, in, in what we're doing today and how blessed we are to have all these choices. You know, to be able to be an entrepreneur and and and, and be able to work in global organizations and be be part of this. I mean, we are part of the innovations of the future. I mean, we're just it's so exciting to be able to do this, you know, and and I think that 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 courage or the curiosity, you know, the things that drove me um, when I started. I was a biochemist and I loved science. It was, um, the, you know, the hardest subject in school, but it was also very fun. It was very interesting and it was problem solving and learning new things and the mysteries of life and how everything kind of unfolds and the data and the and the humanity involved in it. It's such a great intersection. I think that no matter what I've done, I've ch- decided that, okay, if it scares me, well, I might be on the right track then, you know, and how do I overcome that? You know, how do I know that, okay, let's do what I can do and make that forward from you know, innovating products in uh, with applied biosystems and launching it worldwide. And, you know, we had $10 million in sales the first year to to doing, uh, you know, creating a digital marketplace in Australasia that had never been existed before and bringing e-commerce into part of being part of the team bringing e-commerce uh, more into New Zealand. And, you know, the international work everywhere has always been like, 
I need to do that. It's almost like a calling, like a, okay, I need to do that. And and sometimes you don't have all the knowledge or all the information or all the support, but you learn to figure it out. You learn to like, okay, you know, as my friend, Dr. Joan Rosenberg said, you know, two things, you have to be able to handle un- uncomfortable or negative emotion or uncomfortable or unpleasant emotions. And you have to be resourceful. And I think that's two things women are good at, right? We're good at being resourceful. We see many aspects of things and we were more inclined to be inclusive and and uh, be collaborative and also we do want we do understand the uh, how to uh, how to deal with unpleasant things and talk about them and I think that's a trait both men and women do carry and part of that is is often why we're in the digital health space is to enable people to build their inner skills to do this and uh, so I really acknowledge the the, the tenacity that to go through these things and to create positive outcomes out of them and also to support each other and uh, celebrate what, this cool time that we're in. I mean, a lot of things are really challenging and, you know, there are a few nights I don't sleep, you know, with what's going on sometimes. But <laughs> but in general, I'm like, okay, you know, I got to be part of it and I've got friends and I'm, you know, doing something important and, and I got some cute dogs. So, you know, <laughs> yes, we love your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my dogs are very popular. <laughs> so, you know, and that's kind of like being 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 the change you want to see in the world. So so yeah. you know uh, so you know, Casey, in terms of this, you know, maybe the question to both of you guys, and we've got about um a, a couple of minutes before we go to break, is really, you know, the the the, the characteristics that you've uh evolved as strengths, you know, as women. What maybe if you could both give like maybe one or two things that you feel are the strengths that you as a woman bring to an organization and into uh, the, you know, a community or your families. Uh, what, what are the things that you feel that women and yourself bring to that? Sure. Um, well, first of all, I want to preface this by saying that this may, I've only worked with a certain subset of people in my life. And so I may be projecting out what might be female traits versus maybe it just happened to be that a lot of women that I worked with uh, seem to have these or have them more than men. Um, but I would say like, you know, from my limited perspective, I feel like a few superpowers that, um, women bring to organizations. And I see this a lot working with Maggie is, um, communication. I think Mm. that, uh, women generally like to get to the heart of issues, bring in different stakeholders, bring voices who don't speak so much into the room and really make sure that, um, things are voiced and different voices are heard. Um, so I think that's really important. I think another thing is uh, women tend to be great planners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think this goes back, my hunch is this goes back kind of evolutionarily. Men had much more one-tracked work and, and women, you know, by hunting and, and whatnot. <laughs> you know, and women had to be home and cook and mm-hmm. take care of their children and be in a lot of social relationships and kind of more of a tight social community and that's taught us to multitask, to plan, to bring people together. Um, and I think the third thing is women tend to have a lot of heart um, mm. and really be thinking about how is that other person on the other side of the room feeling right now? Um, and, you know, a lot of men have that as well. I think women maybe tend to have that a little bit more. And I think mm. when you come to a startup or a company, you know, it's just a collection of people and and those are all really important traits. Right. Awesome. Maggie, we're going to have to come back to you after the break. So stay tuned, everybody, to hear Maggie's response to this question, because really keen to see the reflections of, of all of our views. And either it's over many years or a few years or whatever, it's what we're seeing. So uh, join us after the break. This is Catherine Clark on Humanity Evolve. We'll be right back and we'll get to the rest of those questions. Are you finding your frequency? 
It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. This is Humanity Evolve with Katherine Colarco. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. Again, that's 1-866-613-1612. Or you may send an email to info at ccolarco.com. Now, back to Humanity Evolve. Welcome back. This is Catherine Kalarka with Humanity Evolve. And today we are talking about power women in tech. And really, this is about insider stories, the real stories of people working uh, in technology from various backgrounds. And today I'm joined by Maggie Robb and Casey Wilson. And just before the break, we were talking with Casey about her, the sort of three strengths that she and women, she sees that women bring to the table. And and we're going to move to talk to Maggie about this. I'm really keen on getting her insights as what she feels that her strengths have been developed as a woman and what she sees in organizations as well. So Maggie, what, what, how would you answer that question? Um, pretty similarly to Casey in some instances, I think women are naturally so, well, slightly more naturally, you know, I want to kind of give the same preface as Casey is that yeah. there are certain things that obviously, you know, are tend to be more female qualities, but, you know, it, it totally depends. Um, but I think, you know, generally I do see more empathy coming from, um, women and a little bit more of a balanced view. Um, and I think this can contribute to things, um, you know, in my life, I think it's kind of helped me negotiate because, Mm. I look at negotiations as, you know, a positive outcome for both sides. I don't go in with with one-sided view. And honestly, I wouldn't feel good if the negotiation went so that I won and the other person lost. You know, like that's not good for business. We want to grow not just our company, you know, but the companies that support us. Right. Um, It wouldn't work if, you know, some of our partners, you know, failed. So these negotiations have to be equally beneficial. And I think that that empathetic mind of, of thinking about how the other party, the other person is, is approaching mm-hmm. um, this, what they want, how they feel, you know, it, it really plays into, um, into those situations. Um, I always want to be, uh, you know, a person, a nice person. I don't want to be, you know, just, just business. I don't want to make a deal that, that really, you know, doesn't, create positive impact. Um, and I think, um, that empathetic aspect of, you know, the female brain having, you know, so many generations and centuries back, you know, brought up raising kids, really having to deal with these situations, um, contributes to that. Um, I think, 
Another quality is, um, you know, organization and planning and that kind of thing. I find, you know, myself in this small company and there's so many things going on and, and you have so many, um, you know, there's there's so much related to product. There's so much related to engineering. There's so much related to manufacturing. And But amidst everything, you know, you want to keep people happy too. You have to, you have to care about your people. And I think often, you know, women end up in human resource roles and, you know, some of these, you know, company supporting roles that are critical to business because you need somebody who's going to order the snacks. You need somebody (laughs) who's going to, you know, make sure that your office is running. And some of the things that, you know, I see, I think other people may not see just because that's the way, you know, I was brought up, you know, I I saw the way my mom ran our household and was juggling all the things. And, you know, it's just kind of natural, I think, that I kind of fall into this position, even though, you know, it's not necessarily part of my job. We're just talking about some of the insights around uh, the strengths women bring to business. And I think what's really important is to understand that it is about balance and that we are, that a lot of men also bring these characteristics to an organization. And I think it's kind of, Maggie was talking a lot about how it's almost this innate, like she's learned a lot of this through um, her family and it's like a natural uh, attribute to think of things that maybe people may not have thought about to create an environment at work that people want to be at, you know, sort of that sense of, hey, you spend a lot of time here. Let's make this a positive place to be. And I think that's that's very important. And I also think that it's important, like, for the what we're seeing is is to enable the skills that women bring to be uh, nurtured, right? So that that there's not this sense of oh, well, she's thinking too soft or she's not tough enough. You know, you got to be a you got to be a you got to be a you know a, a jerk to get a good deal. You, in fact, don't have to be. I mean, people used to say to me, Catherine, how do you actually get? Wow, that was like a miracle. You were so nice, and suddenly you have all this stuff. What the heck happened? And I'm like, yeah, because people trust me you know and I think that's super important is to create trust because people are looking for that and they they, they want to work for things that are important and make a difference in the world and they also want to work within an environment that they can trust that actually is that people have their back that you have this uh, ability to have a difficult conversation and, and disagree about certain things or kind of get confused and, and and sort it out but you also know that people have your back and you can trust and that you're all working towards this higher goal and I think women are, are a big part of that aspect and I, something that I've always wanted to develop in myself is like what Maggie was saying is about when you have a deal or where you're talking with a vendor or you're working with a collective community, it's actually all of us together that make this happen. So if we all benefit, then it actually makes a bigger difference for a wider group. So if you're constantly trying to, you know, uh, kind of screw people, I think it's <laughs> it doesn't end up good in the end. You know, you really, in the long term, it's not a positive outcome for, for everybody, you know? And so I think that that actually having the discipline and the tenacity and the skill to, to be able to grow a business to exceed to being a that billion dollar 100 million dollar company and take the community with you like actually bring it a success is more than just your organization is a true new innovation in business and i think it's the way we need to think about how we grow businesses now and into the future absolutely i totally agree with you Catherine. your point about trust was spot on Absolutely. I think it's, it, and we have to talk about it. You know, it can't be, you know, it can't be something that doesn't happen. So let's, we're going to close. We've got a, about four, four minutes. And the idea of this is what advice would you give others? You know, what's the vision for your or the future and how can women be more active in that? So what would you advise others? Uh, Mag, uh, Casey, we'll start with you. Um, I mean, I, I guess I would just say, Find what you're interested in, you know, whether it's the impact that you want to have. Um, well, actually, find the impact that you want to have in the world. Um, right. And then find really what are your strengths and really what makes you thrive and just be persistent um, to working up to those. Um, sometimes it feels like, you know, you can take a step back or or um, kind of lateral steps. And I think as long as women are, are just courageous in um, moving towards uh where they want to go, as Maggie was saying, one step at a time, um, they can have an amazing contribution and impact on the world. Yeah, absolutely. 
And Maggie, how would you answer that question? Um, yeah, I think there's kind of two aspects that I that I think are super important. One, um, you know, similar to what Casey said, but just a different way to approach is, is make your goals known, whatever they are. You know, like I didn't know exactly where I wanted to be when I was 23, but I said to my manager, someday I want to, I want to live abroad. Mm. Like it was almost in conversation, but I mentioned it in an interview. And then when the opportunity came up to, um, to move to Amsterdam with the company, they said, oh, Maggie wants to do that. So it's, it's not being afraid and having, you know, not being afraid to say where you want to go, um, yeah. even in the broadest sense. Right. Um, and that leads me directly kind of to my other point is that be prepared for opportunities when they cross your path. Um, right. If you don't know exactly, you know, where you want to go, but you're in a job right then and there, you know, uh, work hard. That means you have, you know, good references for when you do have the opportunity that you want or something might come up and, you know, in a different part of your organization or in another organization, you know, your reputation and your resume, whatever you need is kind of there backing you up for that opportunity that is your dream opportunity when it comes along. Um, Yeah, there's been a lot of times where uh, something unexpected came along and it, it brought me to, you know, where I was today because I just yeah. happened to, to be in the right place at the right time, but right. also had worked hard to get there. So Exactly. So it's really like, it's like, be brave, know yourself, know what, what, what enables you to thrive, L- look for opportunities and ask for what you want. I mean, those are all great things to do and really help no matter what area and condition or situation you're in, just ask yourself to thrive and to bring joy and to, you know, have the tenacity to make that step forward. So everyone, it's been a total honor today to be involved and have this conversation with you. I'd love to stay in touch. Please connect with me on Twitter um, at Kath, uh, Kath Calarco or connect with us at Spire. You can email us at hello at spire.io and stay in touch. You know, we are together making a difference and we want to support you and celebrate you. So today I want to thank Maggie and Casey for sharing their stories. Um, I've learned a lot and I've enjoyed sharing this conversation with you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for having us, Catherine. Oh, you're so welcome. All right, guys, we'll stay tuned. We'll be back with us next week. Um, This is Catherine Calarco with Humanity Evolve asking you all to be the light that you are and share that with the world because each of us has something that matters so much. And it's our opportunity to share that. And no matter how big or how small and, and help get through the tough times and the easy times. And technology is cool. Come on, guys. Let's, let's help each other make these innovations really make a difference for all of humanity. Thank you so much. This is Catherine Kalarka with Humanity Evolve. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining Catherine Calarco for this week's edition of Humanity Evolve. Be sure to tune in again next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll talk again then. 